0: This is Magnolia Leadership Podcast, heart, soul, and earth aligned. I'm Katherine Miller, a holistic practitioner of 30 years and your host. Join me as we discuss what it means to lead from the sacred feminine. Magnolia Leadership is here to guide you home, remind you of your courage, awaken your deepest knowing, revealing your fullest expression, and supporting your beautiful blossoming. Welcome in. Y'all, I've got a real treat for you today in this episode. I am speaking with the one and only Janelle Holiday. Janelle is a light in the world. She is a beautiful interior designer, a yoga practitioner and teacher. And she is someone who really transforms through her life and her example by being really on that creative frontier and living her life fully in dedication and service to her own intuition. Some of the things we get into today are practices that'll come back to center in your body. When the emotions take over, changing our relationship between our food and our body. When making decisions, asking, what will make me more honest? Remembering that each and every one of us has something to offer. Finding ways of working that are deeply, deeply nourishing. Asking yourself, can I be a work in progress and be okay with where I am now? Running a business that meets your own evolving needs. Inspired by the glittery and the tragic. The importance of working with the dynamic energetics held within a home. And making a space of acceptance that is just right for you. I hope you enjoy this as much as we did.
1: It's an honor. Well, thank you. To have you. Thank you. Just to be together is such a treat. It's such a treat for me too. You know I adore you. (laughs) Obsessed. Like a party. (laughs) Obsessed. So let's just start by noticing what's present between us right now. Yeah. Just tons of love
2: I was the, the first thing I, that came to my mind and my heart was just mm-hmm. love and um, so much gratitude for like the support that you've given me over the years through many phases of my life and continue to like you're just this first person I think of when I Feel like this calling for support. It's like whether or not I reach out or mm-hmm. whether or not I dig from a place that I store a lot from you know my toolbox of Cacharinisms mm-hmm. that I pulled from. <laughs> That's
3: the <hilarious>. liquor intake.
2: <laughs> it exists. It's a big part of my toolbox. Yeah. But um yeah just like just so grateful for having you in my life and just knowing that you know these relationships are
1: such a big part of the growth and the process and
3: Everything,
2: yeah. I
1: just Everything isn't
2: it? It is. Thank you. I love
1: you. <laughs> and you know, that is interesting because we can call on our connection even when we're not in the same space. Exactly. Even when we're not in those containers. Yes. Right? Right. And that's what's so amazing. That is part of the feminine is we know how to be deeply connected. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why these conversations are so important is we're trying to reconnect. Yes. And of course, there's so many modalities and so many different ways to do that. And, you know, when I thought about having you on, the first thing that really, I mean, of course, there's your beautiful design work, there's your yoga work, there's your spiritual transformation, but the word devotion is Mm -hmm. one that I really associate with you. And to me, that's what has been missing in our world around the sacred feminine, Mm -hmm. right? There's not a devotional, I mean, there are pockets like the pizza practicing it, but there's a lack of reverence Mm -hmm. and there's a lack of true devotion. Mm -hmm. And so I would love to start if you don't mind, I would love that with just devotion and what that means and how it connects you. If it does to, you know, what I'm calling the sacred feminine and we can define that if Mm -hmm. you want to, but or you want to just jump in? I
2: that. think let's just jump in. Okay. I think the definition, like to try to define it, has actually been such a. Like I feel like it's part of the definition is that you can't contain it because it is so spacious, right? Completely. Like, like you try to define it, mm-hmm. you try to put it in this box, and that's like opposite of what it is. It's it wants to explode and blossom and point us in other directions and, and take us down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, all that stuff. That's so funny because you know we've been trying to name this new program that I'm getting ready to offer through Magnolia, and it's been like we've had ten names and ten different programs because she keeps shifting, and it's like it doesn't fit in a linear way that we want to organize life or business or you know the way that we structure our life is so masculine, right? That just trying to even bring this energy in Mm -hmm. is hard yes right because we want to understand it with our mind and yes we want to put it into a container and we want to offer it for a prize. it's like no
2: we want to have like an
1: expectation of what it's going to be and that the outcome
2: is and oftentimes it's going to be something completely different so when you're tying that back to being devoted in this place yeah i think that having for myself, like my devotion comes from having like a really core sense of value and a lot of it feeding into my intuition. Like intuition is like the first and foremost for me. That's like ground. That's what you're in service to. That's what I'm in service to a hundred percent. And it's taken me so many years to name it. And I think it's pretty much like a recent naming of that, like a recent naming where I realized that that's having my base intuition is where I can operate from Mm -hmm. and that's where like having my devotion tied back to what feeds my intuition and my Mm -hmm. devotion to like my practices my environment you know how I speak my thoughts you know like my voice what am I putting out into the world like all of that stuff is coming back Mm -hmm. to that baseline intuition and feeding yeah. it so i feel like there's so many of these things that go hand in hand
1: <laughs>
2: yes. yeah like we can talk about it talk. It's, in know, time 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 years. Years.
1: it's a spiral it's
2: a spiral right it yes. is linear it's not linear at all mm-hmm. and that's what's so beautiful
3: mm-hmm. i do
2: think like the devotion when you when you have like the set way of like how you are navigating the world and what you're putting out there Like you can always come back to that, but be open to the changes,
1: you know, Mm -hmm. and unattached to the outcome.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, the openness is the key piece, right? Yeah. If you're not open, then it hurts Right. a lot. Yeah.
2: Well, and being able to pivot and change and like change your mind, like that's a big one, like being able to change your mind. And that also for me ties into my intuition. It's like if I'm mm-hmm. not listening to myself, if I'm not, like, oftentimes, intuition is very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not just fantasy, you know, fantasy is like, mm-hmm. being the fantasy is easy, and like having, this, you know, grand ideas and, and whatnot, but
1: intuition, like your gut feeling can yeah. often feel very uncomfortable. Can you give an example of an intuition that has been maybe hard to accept or work with, yes. and how you felt it, Sure. and then how you moved with it, because I think, I like the way you're describing it. Yeah. It's like you feel it in your body.
2: I absolutely feel it in my body. I think like a big one for me, um, like I've always had a really sensitive stomach, like literally a sensitive stomach. I've had Mm -hmm. issues traveling with my stomach. It's held me back from doing things because it's like so uncomfortable. My digestive system doesn't work the way that Mm -hmm. I want it to, or that's normal. And it's like, it's all I can think about. Oh. or used to be let's okay. say that because there's a happy ending <laughs> oh great I don't think I know this part of your show so, so with my intuition with that was like my relationship with food mm-hmm. and how I ate and switching from you know what I thought was like just easy and normal because I didn't want to be different or difficult with my diet you know I'm plant-based mm-hmm. um and I wasn't for a long time, but mm-hmm. when I came back to it and I started cooking for myself and really putting the energy in towards like what I was actually putting in my body and what felt right for me and what, mm-hmm. it, what has always felt right for me,
3: mm-hmm.
2: like that started healing a lot of my gut trauma and mm-hmm. started actually like with that came like a zillion other blessings though too, like learning how to care for myself, learning like the energy that I'm putting into things, understanding the paths of where all the food came from mm-hmm. and just like really energetically mm-hmm. working
1: with that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So you had a knowing. I had a knowing. As you were eating the food, like yeah. this feels better. This feels better. Like, right. I, yeah, because I mean, I chose
2: mm-hmm. at a very young age and I don't remember why, but I was like 12 years old. And I was like, I'm going to be vegetarian. Mm-hmm. But it's like a junk food vegetarian, you know, <laughs> But I knew it and, it and it came, you know, that that conversation then was not, it wasn't, it was considered weird to like not want to just eat whatever everybody else was eating. And I, it was never a conversation that I felt like I had to tell people you need to eat this way. Da, 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 da. It was just more for me. It was, this doesn't feel right for me, but yeah, I'm just going to still keep on doing it because that's what it's easier than to make
1: other people around me uncomfortable. Well, there's some programming. Yeah right so, so so much of this work yes <laughs> you, know, so you take a breath you know big breath I feel like I need to take so one. much of the work is, i understand it in all transformation this is not just for the feminine or the masculine but in all is this deprogramming right and what you just named is a really important program yeah. right yeah. that we're doing things for the satisfaction of people mm-hmm. outside of ourselves mm-hmm. and abandoning ourselves Right, and you mm-hmm. just named it at age 12. Yes. You were in touch with that. Yeah, But somehow you were able to choose vegetarianism.
2: I did, but I went back and forth. Like, I, okay. I remember, and it was a sign for me. I remember I was working at a high-end interior design firm in San Francisco, and I was so outside. I, I hadn't touched on, like, what my spiritual practice was. I was just kind of starting to that? get to know it. I would say, like, 14 years ago or so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I just decided one day, I was like, I'm just going to start eating, you know, I call it sequin and feathers, <laughs> chicken <laughs> and fish. <laughs> like, what God, are it's those? <laughs> so- <laughs> I just decided, I was like, I'm just, this is just easier. And I'm sick of this and I'm sick of explaining and this and that. And it felt so wrong for me but I pushed over it and I bulldozed over it hmm. and I did that with many things in my life okay you know I'm just naming like one small mm-hmm. exploring, exploring one heroic. one but I did it with several mm-hmm. and caught up with me you know it catches up with you it, it there's a time where I'm just like what am I doing this is so outside what feels right for me this has nothing to do I'm not I'm not someone to tell people what to eat or what to do or anything mm-hmm. just sure. it's just purely for me And it was just like a light bulb went off. And I was like, okay, I'm done with that part. Mm -hmm. So that was like a, that was kind of during one of my, I think, like the starting of what I would call like more of my spiritual practice, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was having like some more internal or external conversations that were happening with my internal conversations. Mm -hmm. So getting that guidance and just kind of being
1: able to pivot from where I was. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I love that you're choosing the food. And one of the things that I hear in your story is even as a 12-year-old, there was some knowing. And yeah. even with the chicken and uh, steak steak in feathers and
2: face, there was a
1: party me. that was just like, I'm doing this, even though I know it's not yeah. right. So there was even a knowing in that. Yes. Okay. So there's a way that we override our knowing, even when it's, I mean, we all do it. We all right? do it. And we're moving forward through life, getting better right. and better at listening, right. hopefully. But I mean, yeah. I know I still... Right. I'm like, okay, that's not good for me, but I'm doing it anyway. Right. At least I know now yes. to say like, it's not good and I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. And then there's all the things that we're actually not really aware of that we're still doing that are, oh my gosh. You know, right. <laughs> I mean, that's one of your favorite conversations to have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you notice as I say that?
2: Oh, I mean, it goes so far back. I mean, the first thing I think of, of course, you know, is, is our conditioning with like, with alcohol, which, you know, you and I have had many conversations about and, and just, I mean, we can go on and on about that stuff, but I think the biggest transformation and lessons within myself is like having the knowledge of what I'm putting in my body, understanding that I'm making that decision. What am I fulfilling? What is the outcome that I'm like hoping to get from it, you know, or what, what is the, what am I looking for? I remember you and I had a conversation a while back when I had Was exploring taking alcohol out of my system. Mm -hmm. And it was so helpful because I remember you saying, like, well, what is it that you're looking for, you know, when you are wanting to pour that glass of wine, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I just want to like be calm or relax,
1: you know, or just (laughs) lean for a minute. Just like unplug
2: for a second. And then with anything, you know, not just alcohol, I think the exercise of like, well, what are other things, other choices that you can do that are, you know,
1: more. Nurturing, and what nurturing. is the thing that you really need to be exactly addressing? Yes, right. Yes, underneath it, yes. There's always something that needs to be looked at, felt mostly, right? Yes. Felt, felt is a big one. It's such a big one. <laughs> yeah, we move, we're using all of those things, yes, to not have to feel the same. Yes. and all we really need to do is feel the same. Yes, but it's hard to feel the things. <laughs> so hard to feel the thing,
2: <laughs> and it's always going to be hard to feel feel the things, but.
1: Well, cause we're, that's another layer of conditioning. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. I mean, think about all the ways that people think about women and their feelings mm-hmm. and how messy we can get and how chaotic it can be. It's supposed to, it's supposed to, right. So we're, we also have this conditioning to like, not go there. Right. Um, Some of us go there anyway. because Right. Have choice.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. right. So and,
1: part of it is like to be brave and have the courage to actually move. Those things that we don't want to feel, yeah. And then sometimes we have to keep going. Mm-hmm. And I know that you've like really experienced it in your life because you're someone who is willing to do that piece of the work.
2: Yeah.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, my friend and I call it like when your head is in the tiger's mouth. Like, you oh would, goodness! I mean, you're like <laughs> in this process. Like, yeah. you're just like you're in it, and uh-huh. you can't go backwards. Like once you start to like scratch the surface and you mm-hmm. find some of the peace and freedom that comes from like owning your shit and dealing with it and naming it and taking taking responsibility for it, which I think is huge, you mm-hmm. know, especially in this day and age where it's so beautiful that trauma is being talked about so much and people are able to explore it and name it. Like I love seeing that mm-hmm. in our collective, mm-hmm. but it's not an excuse for like poor behavior, Amen. you know? Yes. It's so important to to name it and to take responsibility for it Mm -hmm. and then also to like put it to bed and move forward yes you know yes yeah so like that's a big that's a big thing and you know going back to the food thing I brought that up a little bit too because I've always had like a really interesting relationship with food like Mm -hmm. a lot of women that I know Mm -hmm. a lot of men I know too yeah a lot of people mm-hmm. have had an interest, mm-hmm. interesting relationship with food. So like, I brought that up because it's been like a really healing journey for me too. Where once I started to listen to my intuition, like my body started to change. Like mm-hmm. the stuff that I was holding on, this inflammation of like holding on to something energetically shifted and like the structure of my body changed. Um, amazing because it was this really healing journey I was I wasn't like standing at my refrigerator eating olives (laughs) out of a jar for dinner you know and like (laughs) picking like this I was actually preparing stuff that sounded amazing to me and going to the store and picking out my vegetables and like understanding what i should going with it you know
1: and really nourishing
3: and like
2: being grateful while doing it being like oh my gosh I can purchase food I can like here I am I'm doing it. I'm adulting. I'm like
3: mm-hmm. making the
2: living, picking my own food and, and just really understanding that story behind it. Cause mm-hmm. I was always one that kind of just ate. Cause it was like, I had to, you know, oh. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy the, the whole process. At it. No, we didn't have that in my house growing up. Okay. We didn't have, you know, joyous dinners. So I, it was something that I needed to learn and to kind of teach myself. So you've claimed that for yourself. Now. Yes, and you're doing the all the food for yourself and, and like my food <laughs> for that and like okay. oh I love it. It's just like this way of just like giving myself such a beautiful gift. And does your body tell
1: you when it's not right?
2: Hundred percent right
1: away. Like the more aligned you get, the clearer the messages yes, are the to you the right? Yeah. Yes.
2: But it's also so magical. It's pretty amazing, like what our bodies tell us. Mm, mm-hmm. Any surprises along the way?
1: Mm, surprises. Or just things like I remember once I was like, I'm pretty in tune with my food. So yeah. I, I tend to eat when I'm stressed. So Best. that's my challenge. Yeah. Um, but putting things in my body, I'm okay. okay. Mm-hmm. But what I ate quinoa, once, which sounds like a health food, and suddenly I was just. Yeah. Like my blood sugar was, I actually checked, it was so high. It's like, oh, quinoa is not my food. Yeah. Like it's just not my food. Yeah. I might as well be eating chocolate. Right. Mm. So it was a surprise. So anything like that.
2: Not as many surprises, okay. I would say, like that. um, More surprises like went in like this amazing direction. Well, I, I can say like raw foods in the morning, like understanding mm-hmm. that, you know, like that's a little bit of like a surprise. Like, so just understanding like, where I'm at with my cycle too mm-hmm. makes a difference like there's mm-hmm. so much in tune and stuff so you've gotten really know. deep with it I have about. because okay. it's become really healing for me mm. like being able to go on a vacation and not have to worry about like being bloated for two weeks mm-hmm. like it, it was miserable that's you know all exactly I can think, you think about now. yeah mm-hmm. well and I also healing my gut too that was part of it with food but it was also part of like my spiritual practice and you know we hold so much trauma in our bellies yes, and that's where I feel like most of my trauma lived there and here okay. on my shoulders but like this is where I was holding it so it wasn't just like I have IBS or anything this was like a full-on trauma situation you know that's where
1: it lived so And okay, this is great (laughs) because I think like connecting to the sacred feminine, this is our power. Yes. Like our wounds, our pussies Mm -hmm. our like, this is it. Yeah. Right. And so many of us are totally disconnected. Totally disconnected. And in pain. Yes. Right. And not even acknowledging that we have these or holding it or, you know, there's so Mm -hmm. many distortions. Yes. So I'm curious, are you willing to talk about that part of your journey? Just the healing of the actual emotional, spiritual part of the belly, yeah, absolutely. Maybe give us a snapshot of before how you were relating to this powerful part of your body and how it feels now.
2: Yeah, before I think I just tried to ignore it. You know, I mean, this isn't even like it's well, it was there, but I, I didn't have like the tools, I didn't understand. Like, look outside myself and like gather my tools and gather my information. Like, I didn't really know where to talk about it. Or you said to it was it. there, is that like the feeling, the feeling, the feeling of just. Something is off. Something is so off. Like I've never felt comfortable in my own skin. You know, mm-hmm. it was physical. Yeah, it was emotional. physical and emotional. Always dieting, always judging myself. You know, mm-hmm. the way that I would speak to myself, mm-hmm. I would never utter those words to another human mm-hmm. being. You know, that mm-hmm. was like all part of it. It's like mm-hmm. the food cycle, the image. And so I, mm-hmm. it was just the programming. the programming. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think the snapshot of, of how it felt was just like, okay, I guess this is it. Like, this is just Mm -hmm. life. And, you know, and I'm watching everybody around me kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people doing the same thing and like the the fast food industry and just Mm -hmm. the stuff we eat. And it's like, we never are even giving our bodies a chance to even just feel anything because it's just constantly inflamed. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And
2: so it was like, how do I take the inflammation out? How do I start from ground zero Mm -hmm. or can't even get to ground zero? You know, so it was like this whole and the way that I got there was definitely through my spiritual practice and my spiritual practice being
1: hugely, you know, asana yoga. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So can you share a little bit about how the asana yoga practice helps you move yeah. through these layers? Yeah, I would love to. That's amazing. I would love to. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. Yeah. And you just, I mean, one thing I will just say is, you know, I think we decided we've known each other eight years, seven
3: years,
2: eight or nine. Yeah,
1: It's just the feeling of being in your presence is nine a day. Oh, thanks. right. Cause now you're just, you're totally here. We are in body. We are completely here. Yeah. And in the past, it was like, you were there, but there was so much like discomfort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And of course, when we're not comfortable, we want to leave our bodies and yes. not even, you know, so And of course, you're beautiful and amazing, then too. But it's like you're here, you're in here. Yeah, that's how it feels to me. Like you're in your body.
2: Thank you. You're not
1: somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing.
2: Thank you for that reflection. I feel that, and I can actually sit there and say it. I can receive it. Yay! And like receive (laughs) it fully inside and appreciate it, and know that it's true. Mm -hmm. And that's like so far from where I was before. Be like,
3: no, mm, mm, you
1: know, like. Still just like so uncomfortable with everything. So and all those things that you just named are so much a part of you know what we're trying to heal as women, right? Absolutely. Coming into our bodies, mm-hmm. being in receivership, yes, being open, yes. being present, being I mean, worthy all right. like receiving It's a big thing. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're all doing that. Yes, that piece of work together. Are... It's like shifting yeah. the consciousness around yeah. receiving. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. So. So yoga. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about your yoga journey. My yoga, my yoga journey. So I was
2: introduced to yoga from a friend in San Francisco about 14 years ago, and she okay. took me to a class in San Francisco with a man, uh, Rusty Wells, who oh, yeah. later became my teacher. Mm-hmm. Remember knew. that? This Do was you remember where it was old, oh yeah. This is oh I remember everything. <laughs> it was this old studio called Urban Flow, and yeah. it was on the corner of Ness and Mission. Mm-hmm. Very busy yeah. upstairs. And I would go, I don't even know how I did this for my my eight or nine hour work day, go straight from there to like this mm. very intense class. Mm. But anyways, the first time mm-hmm. I went there, my friend took me and it was packed, like just wall to wall. The mats were like this far away from each other. It was just people doing handstands and like-,
1: like Had you oh done yoga at all?
2: I had done it, but I had done it for stretching because I'm like really rajastic person mm-hmm. normally where I'm just like, boom, 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 boom. Like just making my body just do all this- into stuff, yeah. And then I don't give it any downtime, you know. I'm just mm-hmm. like, what's next? So yoga for me was always like boring. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a workout, mm-hmm. you know, because I was mm-hmm. I was looking at it as a workout and like looking at it to for like some some visual physical
3: mm-hmm.
2: thing to take from it, you mm-hmm. know. whereas it's, it's attractive like, yes. Whereas mm-hmm. it is in fact very introspective and an in offering. Mm-hmm.
1: Love that
3: way you talk about it <laughs> so I went to this
2: class and um it was at nighttime and it was so crowded and you know Rusty starts teaching but before he teaches they're drumming and like something in my whole mm. entire body it was like so uncomfortable because I was mm. being stirred emotionally mm. and the drumming was so strong and it like literally made me want to cry Agitating. I always started crying to talk about it mm. it just was so beautiful it was just like stirring up. is the vibration, and it's the collective energy of all these people in this mm. space. And people are chanting, and I'm like opening an eye. <laughs> what did I get myself into? <laughs> insane. Oh, um, that's so good. I'm like, this is insane, so- but I love it. You know, like something uh, is like waking up. Happening and, here. Something is waking up, and it's been dormant for a while. And so we started going through the practice and it's a lot of Sanskrit that I didn't know at the time. So I was just kind of like watching my neighbors and
3: mm-hmm. and
2: it was a workout, like you it was sweaty, like drenched, mm-hmm. like you're going through it and I just remember being in one pose. I think it was like Warrior Two, and Rusty goes and turns the lights off, and the disco ball comes on, <laughs> and he starts playing the
3: Backstreet voice. Like, no, I know, I'm not in the right. And place. I was like, "This is it." Well, it was that whole well,
2: so you know, real It was real for me. It was yeah. humorous. It was yes. like this accessible. It was accessible. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It was I like love a,
1: teacher like Oh my gosh! So, it just was
2: like
0: holy shit, like, mm. here it
2: is, like, mm. here's some. here's a practice that, like, I, I can understand, and, yeah, and he's been my teacher, and I have not stopped going since that day, mm. and it wasn't until, I think, like, seven years after I was practicing with him when I chose to do a teacher training with mm. him, and that was a really interesting point, too, it was um, during a time of my life
3: um, mm.
2: where I was married at the time and just really kind of you know seven years into this journey of yoga and like all these things that I was like getting more in touch with my body and you know it's this real journey back to yourself. And I remember there was an opportunity to either do a retreat with Rusty or a teacher training with Rusty. Mm. And then that's where my intuition this is when I started listening mm. to myself mm. and it clear as day is so what is going to make you more honest. Oh that's such a great question.
1: It was huge, um, and I love that question. Say it again. What is going to make you more honest? And I was like, well, retreat in
2: Mexico isn't um oh, okay so I guess I'm doing this teacher training the retreat wasn't with him it was, it was a... with him oh okay. but I had like these two options that okay. like, he was doing a 10-day yeah. teacher training which was terrifying because I didn't no intention of teaching yeah. I just wanted to further my practice and study and <laughs> I was like oh shit what did
3: I get myself
2: <laughs> into like I said it I said I was going to do it and it's yeah. expensive mm. and um I, I chose remember. I chose the training yeah do you remember yeah I do and that I think you know, you think about some of the pivotal points in your life, like where you can actually place like a hard pivot. Mm. And that was huge for me. Mm. That, I mean, that just started changing
1: everything Mm. for me. What did that, Pat, what were you committing to there? What were you in service to that choice? Well, you said, with my, with my honesty.
2: And that's kind of all I really, that's all I really kind of could imagine. I was so like, this is going to be hard. Um, I knew that, I mm-hmm. knew it was going to be extremely challenging. I was so intimidated by the language, especially like, you know, the Sanskrit language. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of like learning. What's and, like,
1: involved? Um, yeah, what is involved in that? Having like yeah.
2: papers and, um, oh, okay. Well, just like, you know, paying homage to the actual practice itself, I think is really important to understand the terminology and mm-hmm. to to use the actual Sanskrit names of the postures. Okay. That was part of it. But mainly, it was more just like, I it, I I could I, I didn't even know why I was doing it except for that my body was telling me that it was yes. time. It was time. Yeah. And that was like enough. And I was like, okay, um, here we go. <laughs> and it was ten days. of like my yeah. life. Yeah. Like, and, and like shaking, talking about it. You know, it's like my body's like I remember that. But the way that Rusty teaches, and you know, going back to the word devotion, it's bhakti vinyasa. Bhakti meaning devotion, mm-hmm. and so that's the that's the yoga that I practice mainly and, mm-hmm. and teach exclusively. Okay. So the way that Rusty teaches, it wasn't really so much about like when people ask, you know, is it sequencing anatomy and like, mm-hmm. yes, and yes, there's some of that but, you all that, but he teaches, he blows your heart wide open. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just blown wide open. So I remember like the mm-hmm. first day walking up to my training, and you have to walk up these steps and there's the drums again, <laughs> like everybody's drumming. And, like, my throat was just, like, completely just closed off. Like, I had this huge lump in my throat. The tears were already starting. I was, like, walking up those stairs, sitting down. And I'm just, like, oh, my God. holy shit. And there's, like, sixty people in that room. And it's just, like, you Mm -hmm. sit down, you grab your block, you sit down, Mm -hmm. and you just start to chant, and you just start to sing. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, he likes to just throw out a little, like, call and response and you better be ready for him to call your name and that's when it started was like call your name to say to to, to chant chant back oh and i i could barely get words out because that's where i was in my life you know Mm. so like stuck here stuck Like Mm. where is my voice voice? Mm. where is my voice where is my honesty oh i feel you yeah So that practice you know i share that story because it goes back to like What does yoga do or what can it do for you? I can only speak for what it does for me. But it's always this parallel Mm -hmm. of coming back to like my body and where Mm -hmm. I'm at. It's like Mm -hmm. I tell people you're happy, do yoga, you're sad, do yoga. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Like you know, everything's going great, do yoga, everything's going to shit, Mm -hmm. do yoga. It's Mm -hmm. this total pathway back to yourself.
3: Mm -hmm. It's like
2: the breath work, Mm -hmm. the postures, they all translate off the mat into real life
3: of course
2: and the
1: the devotional aspect is to the practice itself what what is one in devotion to in that practice
2: sure so uh, yes there is the devotion and the practice to oneself but we always start off the practice with devoting the practice to somebody else Okay. So you're getting that, that, another person or another just person into, or okay. being, you know, it can be a pet, an animal, somebody that's okay. not here anymore, but it's a devotion of like bringing in the practice, like what can you receive and then what can you offer away? Mm. So beautiful. You know, so it mm-hmm. becomes this whole beautiful cycle of like
1: receiving and offering. So you're in devotion to a particular energy field. Is that how I feel it? Yeah. Maybe that's in the language. That's how I experience it, too, for myself. Like, I'm in service Mm -hmm. and deep devotion to source. Yes. And whatever is, I mean, that's why we're having this conversation, because I was asked to be in right relationship with this energy that is informing my work and my life. And it's, you're deeply devoted to it, right? And any place where you're not, you're just, it's stripped away. Mm -hmm. You don't get to do that. Right? Yeah. So it's, I think it's really interesting to kind of examine what it is that we're devoted to. Mm-hmm. I like, a devo- that's why I love it. Devo- I'm very devotional to different practices. Yeah. But you know, that question of what is, what are we really devoting ourselves to? Right. You know, I mean, I've definitely had plenty of like many stops along the way where I'm like, Whoa, I'm completely devoted to the wrong thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Corporate yes. America. Um, yeah. No, mm-hmm. that is not where my energy is. And you know, this particular, you know, husband no that isn't where you know it was the right place for a while and then it wasn't right Right. and then even like recently just realizing like some of the spiritual practices are Mm. not really where I want to be devoting my energy and just being super informed by this yeah I mean informed is like a nice way of saying it Mm -hmm. but yeah wake up up. up. what are you doing what are you serving what are you devoted to yeah but it sounds like this is like a little softer maybe
2: I think, I, I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the receiving mm-hmm. and then the offering away can be mm-hmm. translated. I mean, just like what we talked about before, about being in your feminine body and being able yeah. to receive.
1: Yeah. And
2: once you can accept and receive yeah. what you are offering and putting back out in the world, world is authentic and it's coming from a healed place. It's coming from an honest place. It's coming from a place that's not expecting well, an agenda back from what mm-hmm. you're offering. Yeah. So the thing
1: that you're receiving is, like, the fruits of the practice?
2: The fruits of the practice, the lessons. Yeah, I mean, all of it. the it energy is. of the person mm-hmm. next to you. It's, like, that's the Go beautiful thing. In. It's just, it's never-ending. It it's like very feminine. It is. Yeah, I think, I think there's both. Mm-hmm. There's, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's the lessons. I mean, asana is, like, asana the physical practice is so tiny, mm-hmm. you know, but when you get down into the other... That's one limb of like the eightfold path. Mm-hmm. So when you start dissecting the other seven limbs and the studies in there, mm-hmm. that's like to me, like the really juiciness. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking at the first limb right now again, mm-hmm. which are the yamas and oh, these, right. you know, ethical codes mm-hmm. of conduct which are so beautiful that yamas can be applied. The,
3: mm-hmm. the
2: yamas and the niyamas. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like observances and restraints basically.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But um and you're coming into Teaching more. I am. I just started teaching again after taking a break for three years. Okay. Yeah. I know. It's been so fun. Mm. I mean, I always kind of joke that, like, the main reason why I want to teach is because I like a playlist, but. um, (laughs) Totally. But really, like, I love doing it from like. They have
3: their own thing. No, I feel (laughs) bad. The playlist? Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Because there well, is
1: something amazing. Oh, about if it. I like right. taught
2: you a class, if I knew you were I doing a class, job. I'd <laughs> start off with like Marvin Gaye. Like it would just be like some sexy <laughs> yeah. Marvin Gaye song.
1: <laughs> Let's get it on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Janelle. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, yeah, yeah I just yeah.
2: started teaching again, and it's been, it's been, it's been really fun, and it's, it's just. Mm it's something that I felt called to do again it's like that intuition thing kicked in for me in February and I was like okay it's time Mm. it's time like there was this part of me that was holding myself back because I didn't feel like I was ready or wasn't good enough or oh yeah that's a Mm -hmm. that's a huge one for me not ready yeah or not feeling like I'm good enough or, you know, like there's so many other, yeah, other I'm t- days. Days class and I'm like, oh my gosh, their Dharma, mm-hmm. their sequencing, everything was so mm-hmm. beautiful, like, I bother, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. we all have something to offer, that's mm-hmm. going to speak to the people that it speaks to, totally.
3: you know, that's
2: and the that's the service, mm-hmm. and, and then to also remember that, like, can I be a work in progress mm. and also be perfectly okay just where
1: I'm at right now? Mm. Those two things. Mm. Yeah. Can I be a work in progress? That's a hard one. I have to admit for me because I like everything. Be so good, so good. I'm not tidy. Just I need it to be so good for you. Yeah. Like I don't. I want to make sure that anyone who comes to me or is mm. it's just getting that absolute yeah like best and that's just ridiculous because I can't. Standard in that is so high. Well, it's like right? we've been taught that like
2: perfection. perfection is perfection is such a huge yeah. thing. Whereas yeah. like I think being in yeah. progress is so beautiful because real. it is real. And like I never want to stop learning. Like I'm yeah. never going to know everything, right. right? Especially with the discipline, like you know, the it, yoga. Well, life, the discipline the of life life. everything, and that's the beauty. Is like. You can call in so many teachers and, you know, going back to like that toolbox of what I pull my stuff out of, you know, which is like my teachers, my mantras, the books, you know, that I really connect with and, and just kind of dipping in that in and out all the time and being a work in progress, So like being a work in progress and being perfect just the way I am right now.
3: I
1: love that. I love the way you're, you've always had such a way of doing these little, like, I guess mantras, you know, here's the thing I'm working with now you've always yes. done that yeah so at least some of the recent ones that you're focused on I think that one is
2: um because it came up for me when you guys reached out to chat with me my first response was like I'm not smart enough mm-hmm. you know I'm not polished enough with my language mm-hmm. and I was like okay that's exactly why
1: you should be going and talking Aww. because find the way i am so i want to name something that is yes. coming up in every single. i'm going to do a separate podcast on this but every single woman i have invited there has been a reason and has been informed by this sacred feminine that is wanting to move through right and every single woman without fail has said do i have something to say should i really be on there? why are you picking me are you sure you want to hear from me I don't know what I'm going to do. What if I don't say it right? What if I'm not every woman it's like, and of course I'm learning to speak too in a different way, Mm -hmm. which is to be more visible, to be out there sharing some of these things and be willing to have it be messy unformed, like just people come as you are. I'm not looking for really, you know, everybody with massive, I could care less. Mm -hmm. This is about women using their voices. And what I'm seeing is, we are all, mm-hmm. even those of us who have been on a path to liberate our voices, Yeah, it's just like taking it to the next level by being visible and being heard is bringing up this next layer of our grieving.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So you're not alone. Yeah. Right. It's just, we have been silenced. Yeah. We've allowed it. I mean, let's also not be victims. Right. Right. We have participated in. Sure. in this. Yeah. Right. So I appreciate you being honest about that because I think everybody needs to understand that this is not a you problem. This is a we problem. Right. There's a reason that we have trouble mm-hmm. being visible and having our mm-hmm. voices heard. Right. Right. And we need to hear. We do need to women and men. I mean, men are great too, but we're correcting this imbalance. Right. Mm-hmm oh it's so it's just i get really fired up about this yes, i love it yeah because you know every single woman has something very profound in them absolutely to bring and yeah. offer to the conversation and mm. we're
2: also unique you know we're also unique in what we have to offer the world and um, that's we're all born with this creative process mm-hmm. you know we're all born mm. empathetic too and it's not until you know the conditionings, the systems, the environments that we grew up in, I think is really mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. But then you know getting to that point where you you are listening to that voice. I think we all have had right. it, you know, where like, okay, I want things to change, but like that's gonna be hard. Like change is mm-hmm. the, the change is hard. Some, some is some for is. some, yeah. yeah.
1: Some is hard and some is a gift. Right. Like,
2: great. Or like, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or like, the change is going to take too long or something. Like, Mm -hmm. Where do I even start? You know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's where some of, you know, like, if we want to tie it back to, like, some of the sacred practices Mm -hmm. and, like, the rituals and, like, your home environment and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, starting at a place where you can, like, Mm -hmm. make some of those changes Mm -hmm. to start with because it can be,
1: feel very overwhelming. Let's talk about your expertise and who you, I mean there's so many reasons that you're sitting in this room with me. I mean, I I think you really do embody the sacred feminine in like just some sassy, fun ways, (laughs) right? You do. Yeah. You have so many different different flavors and I love that. I really like women who are not afraid to just be like, you know, this is who I am and you know, I can cuss, and I can like be out here looking like this and I can look like this and I can change and I can have all these flavors. I love that about you, Mm -hmm. but you And you have this devotional piece, and you have this spiritual side, and you have this really fun side, and you've got your scooter, and your scooter club, but I think of you as someone who, like, really, truly embodies the feminine, just because of your relationship to the creative force. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I mean, we didn't didn't even talk about your creative work, but your work is just amazing, right? And so, you somehow you have this relationship to the creative force. Yeah. Would, would you agree? I, 100%. I mean, watching you, I've had the pleasure of be, having you help me with some mm-hmm. interior design work. it's just so, it, it just seems like it's your language.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Well, I think it's something that... And we are creators. That's what we are as women, right? We have this, we are built for it. Yeah. We are literally built to bring things forward and to birth beautiful things mm-hmm. in the world. Kids are not kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think of you as like that person who's just like, you are you have that thank you yeah does that, that, was, that resonate for it you it does resonate yeah. with me
3: mm-hmm. yeah
2: and I think you know a lot of what it comes down to like interior design was so interesting for me because before I got into design my major was actually in biology I was like mm-hmm. I love science
3: mm-hmm.
2: and so my first major too it? yeah I don't even know that's this hilarious I switched yeah. but yeah, well, yeah so did I
3: <laughs> <laughs> got that's to
2: organic so chemistry biology. and I was like Same
3: okay too much <laughs> Like no
1: English, I'll be yeah. An English major. No. <laughs> I take studio art, oh, so but nice. um,
2: and that was another. That was another pivotal point where I was like, why am I like? I did biology because I was like, oh well, I can you know make a living from this. Like interior design wasn't something mm. at that time, which is like twenty five years mm. ago. That is what it is today. Mm. Like it's changed a lot. So I was like, okay, well, what can I you know? What's gonna make me money? There's our conditioning mm. thing and, you know, right. and everything and. my body was like a hard no when it got to organic chemistry it's like (laughs) great my grade was a hard no (laughs) yeah yeah so it's great so I think that you know I've been I've been working with interiors for 20 years Mm -hmm. and I've gone through many stages and I will say now like at this stage like I actually am finally, I think, coming into my own understanding of what my offerings are. Mm. So it's taken, it's taken some time. I'd like to hear about that. (laughs) Yeah. um, I think I'm just more like inclined to work energetically with clients, with interiors. And I always have like, it's never been about my own agenda or my own style. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's always been like, just really trying to listen to what people need and whatnot. But like really treating the home as a sanctuary oh and goodness. understanding the environment that we live in and how important it is for us yeah. to come home to a safe space, mm-hmm. to a space where we can like feel that mm-hmm. there's spaciousness and like beauty. and beauty and mm-hmm. no tension and yes. and you're not worried about, you know, there's I mean, I've had times where there's, we talked about this actually a lot when I first met you know, that one room where oh. we'd shut the door. <laughs> that room, that room. <laughs> Where we'd shut the door because it was just a reflection of everything that we didn't want to deal with.
3: Mm.
2: You know, so that like comes up. There's so much in our that space. I know. <laughs>
1: I'm right now, remembering.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was yeah.
2: such a symbol for it was. Reason. I mean, it was kind of a symbol for everything in that relationship during that time. Mm-hmm. It was just like, here we are.
0: Enduring,
2: know, but enduring, we are but like, yeah. yeah. And it became this whole energetic persona on its own. And so I see that a lot with clients, you mm-hmm. know, like they, and, and it, it's like, sometimes they come to me from the beginning, but often it's like, we're just, we're, we finally, we called in, we called in the help, you know, mm-hmm. like we're at this place and I'm like, okay. You know, so we, I work a lot with people of just like identifying like what,
1: what's your mood that you want in here. And you've like, always done that, but you're now saying like, this is who I am. I think as now a
2: designer as
1: a, as a designer, like designing yeah. these healing, healing space.
2: spaces. It doesn't have to be the hundreds and thousands of dollar projects. Like I will take clients that just want me to work for eight to 10 hours on mm-hmm. like a smaller budget. Mm. Like I want to be accessible for people, Mm -hmm. but that took me a long time to come to that because in Mm -hmm. my industry, like, you know, where I live in San Francisco, there's this whole Mm -hmm. thing about being a big interior designer and this Mm -hmm. and that, and like, you know, what's your Instagram look like? What does this look like? And sometimes, you know, none of that shit matters. right it really doesn't no it's not it absolutely. it's a lovely thing to be able to okay. show like I love being able to share some of my really beautiful projects like that's amazing and some of the gorgeous work that some clients budgets allow me to do like mm-hmm. that's just as valuable as like everything else you know as long as what we're doing is aligning with what what do you want this space like what is what is the feeling you want from mm-hmm. the space
3: mm-hmm.
2: not so much like what can it give you but what is it gonna what kind of space is gonna allow you to like give more out
1: mm-hmm. well there's that thing that you said yeah. receive right? right
2: yeah mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. how much time do we spend like looking for things in a mess you know versus like what if you could reclaim all mm-hmm. that time and what would you do with that time it's so beautiful because to me time is like the most valuable thing in my life right now mm. So it's like trying to make your home life just easy and make it work for you and be the sanctuary. Like that's really where the direction is that I'm going. I love it. And it's not like, you know, I work work by myself. I don't have a team that works for me. And I like being really hands-on with people. I like Mm -hmm. working Mm one-on-one and I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't have this desire to be like this huge Mm -hmm. thing. I just want it simple and sweet. I want to work for kind people. Such a good... (laughs)
1: Value, yeah, right, yeah, right-sized, yeah, Yeah. right-sized,
2: right-sized work, just nourishing, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like doing Mm -hmm. doing the best work I can, but in a time frame that works for me to not Mm -hmm. go back to having like you know these crazy work days and Mm -hmm. you know where I'm getting spread thin and stuff like that. So like doing really good condensed work.
1: So you're really, I mean, just because we haven't had a chance to talk in a long time, but it's like. Your alignment is where Mm -hmm. I feel. Yeah. Even in this place, it's like, oh no, my work is this, Mm -hmm. and here's how I'm going to work, and this is how I take care of myself. Yes. So that I'm in alignment. That's exactly it. And I know there's people who are going to resonate. And So here it is. Yeah. And I don't need it to be giant. I don't need Mm -hmm. to be expanding. I don't need to do the next. It's not about more, more, more. Correct. Oh, such a so great. Yeah. So that's so important where I'm at. And does that feel sustainable? It does. Okay.
2: Yeah. It's working for me. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's in progress. Like I'm in it right now. Like last year I had my best year to date of my business, which was really exciting, you know, and that <laughs> Even was with like, the shift in focus. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, because agree. I was taking care of myself mm-hmm. differently, you know, and learning like these good boundaries and, you know, being really clear on when I'm available. Like I'm not available on weekends anymore. Yeah, I need my recharge time. Like I'm really clear on what I need. Like mm-hmm. I, I work this way because I know mm-hmm. like I need to be able to leave at two o'clock on a whim if I want and go to the beach with my dogs and go get some fresh air,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you
2: know, like mm-hmm. that type of stuff. But that took me a while to name it
3: mm-hmm. and How to not feel like employed?
2: guilty about it. Which now it's been this round. <laughs> Because I went back for a couple of different little Mm -hmm. stints, but this has been about four and a half years.
3: Yeah.
1: So I really want to emphasize that you you have been able to set up a business Mm -hmm. that meets your needs, that makes the money that you need outside of the paradigm that is normally followed for interior design. Mm -hmm. Because I work with a lot of young women who are like, I don't know women who've done that. Mm -hmm. So here is one right here is one and that's one there's a lot all of the women in this are entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. most of them and are able to set a business up and be successful Mm -hmm. by aligning it's all aligning and it's scary Mm -hmm. when you've been told that the only way to do it and maybe you've even like a lot of these young women have followed it like they've gotten the degrees they've done the right job Mm -hmm. they've followed it and then they're like this isn't it yeah and they're scared and it's scary yeah and they feel like they don't have models so i just really want to say here's a model <laughs> for this particular industry right <laughs> yeah. a model a true model no. right so you know again i think we just keep coming back to this deeper and deeper like carving out of who you are yes and aligning and, and it's never, never
2: ending it's never ending it's it for me it's always coming back to my intuition and everything that i do now in my life is to support that
1: Let's talk about if you're open. Sure. Sound, we'll some, we're making it sound like, yeah, alignment yeah. and it's all good so. and deprogram yeah. and we're good. And okay, so you and I know that there's like the ugly side of this oh, where you're yeah. just like on the floor and you're literally on the floor. And your Mascara
2: is coming off. Yeah. And I mean, that, that was still six months ago. You know, I had an mm-hmm. episode where it was hard, you know, it's.
1: So, what part should we talk about? I think I want to make sure that as we sit here and talk about the sacred feminine yeah. and all of the beauty that we get by aligning to ourselves and as women, that we also talk about the descent yeah. like, and the process of like, that we have to fall apart. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: There's chaos. Yeah. And the ugliness mm-hmm. and it hurts, mm-hmm. and it no one wants to talk about this. Oh, I I will. <laughs> you know Scorpio? No, I knew you're a Virgo, but no, I'm not. I'm it's a libra. I'm a, right. libra. I'm a libra Okay, I always have and you. You have any Virgo either? No, but oh, I'm close. because I'm on the 25th of september so close to Virgo. Okay, okay. You would think you would think yeah, the best. There's a Scorpionic thing in you, too. We have to lift a paper chart. That's, sexy. that's it. Okay. Let's <laughs> go.
3: I'm not sexy, and I'm not afraid to say I'm all for sexy. You know I'm that. The yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, that's a whole other reclamation podcast.
3: Oh, let's talk about that. <laughs> that's my favorite topic.
2: Oh my god. Okay, wait. Okay, that'll <laughs> be next. Messy After rest. we talk about messy, messy. together. Yeah, but well, the yes. messy is messy the is messy is such a teacher. You know, yeah. um, the no mud, no lotus. You know, mm-hmm. like mm, mm-hmm. the thick, icky shit that you have to go through. Mm-hmm those are big teachers. I mean, Mm -hmm. when we're having, for me, that showed up a lot for me as anxiety, which was a really new thing, Um, Mm -hmm. a new awesome thing to deal with in my life. Okay. But once I actually like rather, when I welcomed it in more and like used it as a teacher of like, this is my body's way of like rejecting old things that I'm doing. Like there's something Mm -hmm. here, you know, like I need to, that was like a big signal for me to Mm -hmm. tune in and listen.
1: This so like a few years ago
2: like three or four years ago. I just, this happens every once in a while okay like i'm okay saying it yeah like, no, I, no, it's it's like six months ago okay. like i had a little anxiety
1: do you not, feel it like in your body is sort of arising like a panic
2: attack yeah
1: yeah so yes. it was a full bone panic attack and how do you understand that when it's happening
2: oh well this was very obvious you no know, it's happening yeah. like it was like the sobbing the uncontrollable mm-hmm. like the no not being able to regulate emotions yeah. and like it was very clear to me when that was happening. I was like, okay, you know, like I've not been listening to myself. I've not been aligned with my intuition. I'm looking outside myself. I'm compromising my values.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm compromising my time. Mm -hmm. I'm saying yes to things that I know it shouldn't be. Yes. You know, all of those things. So that's how it showed up for me. Mm -hmm. But the difference this time being, because I hadn't had one for a couple of years. And I feel very soft towards myself for having that. Like, it's very understandable, Mm -hmm. everything I was going through. Mm -hmm. So for me, the difference was like, truly sitting with it, not trying to fix it with like, this medicine or this. I did get some, you know, outside help and and whatnot, some guidance. But for the most part, you know, it was, I, I had a few friends that were like, you should do that. Like it made them so uncomfortable. And I was like, I'm okay with the discomfort. mm -hmm. Like it's time for me to sit still and kind of Mm -hmm. dial things back
1: and reassess because I'm off course right now. So you use that as a, something is arising Mm -hmm. that needs my attention. Yes. It's so good. And then it sounds like you get into acceptance with it and approval of it and then let the thing just do. Well, that yeah.
2: whole process is part of like the sticky mud part, you know, oh, yeah. it's like you kind of have to have, unfortunately, some of these experiences, I, I, I think. And they're also individual, like yeah. there's not this textbook way, like you kind of have to have these experiences to really understand like where your energy and alignment needs to go to mm-hmm. in order to set yourself up for whatever success means to you, you know, and, like, right. Success means for me right now something very different than it meant to me three years ago. Mm -hmm. So my body's like recalibrating Mm -hmm. all the time and Mm -hmm. pivoting and understanding things and especially (laughs) the past like three years, you know, like we're being asked, I mean Mm -hmm. we're being asked to think of things so differently. You know, so it's 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 always like this this process Mm -hmm. and it happens constantly all the time. and within like 10 minutes mm. it can be great it can suck you know so the stuff that we tend to see is more like the pretty and the glamorous mm-hmm. but on the like glittery side of that is also like the tragic side mm-hmm. it's so true because <laughs> that's my inspiration that's kind of always been my thing With like, like inspired by like the glittery and the tragic mm. like those two things mm. have been i've never heard you talk about it like that yeah mm. i think it's like my pinterest bio
1: i mean it's sort of like a. <laughs> glamorous star thing in there right yeah i mean there's anything about that? all of the sparkly and mm-hmm.
2: energy and you know mm-hmm. the magical stuff and and just being bright and shining bright and like not dimming that down
3: mm.
2: and then the other side the gritty
3: mm.
2: you know the really gritty the the real you know the actually like what do you do when you're by yourself you know <laughs> <Where are> you? <laughs> it's an
3: interesting topic yeah, yeah. Like
2: what? What do you do with like your time? And like, and mm-hmm. what? What makes you come alive? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we live in this society so much where it's like people at the end of their day is like their go-to is to like numb mm, out, numb out, open a bottle of wine and put on some really, like real shitty real- reality show. You know, right. which I've done. I'm not saying like that. I haven't done that, and I won't do it again. You know, like. Oh that's part of it Mm -hmm. but it's like recognizing it and being able to like really identify it and being Mm -hmm. like is this truly like like, what's true right now now, you know yeah so
1: okay so you have different it's something you have different ways of understanding when you're in that cycle yes and I you know I think if you use someone who's willing to be in it I'm willing are. to be in it. You're in the me- you're
2: okay in the mess. I'm okay being messy. Like perfectionism, perfect doesn't interest me. That does not, that's not, that's boring. Mm-hmm. You know, like getting to a place where mm-hmm. I have nothing left to learn.
1: There's so much in the, I mean, I call it the descent. It's like when the things are falling away.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And it threatens our ego. Mm-hmm. That's the panic like oh my god where am I who am I what am I going to do who what who how long there goes that person there goes that job there goes that right
2: you're going back to like those habits or like those patterns or those things that you're just are like oh I know like this is I know the container that this is going to put me in rather than like exploring the other containers you know yeah so now my go-to like when I get in those moments a lot if I'm not like going for a walk and you know I go to yoga. You know, Mm -hmm. that's my thing. It's Mm -hmm. like, go to the mat. Like I Mm -hmm. want to get on it. It's the most honest place I can be. Mm -hmm. And just like really get back in touch with my breath. Mm -hmm. There's no distractions. I don't have a phone on me. There's no phone on my wrist ever. No, me neither. (laughs) You know, like there's just my little rectangle, my little magic rectangle in me and, you know, of course the community,
1: but. So much in those downs, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. we learn so much and we get so much And we get they're so much. empowering
2: they are empowering and i think too when you're able to to look at the other downs beforehand and then to truly recognize your growth mm-hmm. from one to the other is so beautiful mm-hmm. and to be able to see and give yourself this grace and credit for like keeping going i've, I've made it I I this I've, done it, I've done this mm-hmm. before but now i know like now i know things are going to change mm-hmm. now i know i have another option now i know you know i have better i can make better choices and how i want to nourish myself during this time
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: right it doesn't have to be destructive I'm on the way down. No. <laughs> there were moments for sure i mean same yeah right, right. i mean and still, still and, we'll make choices and still
2: that's yeah. the thing that's the yeah. beautiful part of being human and being able to have these conversations with people and have support you know of just mm-hmm. being like yeah being human is it's it's pretty messy yes. but
1: that's, well, i mean we talk about the sacred feminine but this is it mm-hmm. we are here as humans to embody our divinity mm-hmm. and it isn't it doesn't, I mean, you know, I love pretty dresses and stuff too, right? But it's like, it isn't just about appearing as like the goddess. No. There's so much about being human. And I think I'm really glad our conversation is here on what it is to really be hmm. as a human who really wants to embody the sacred Yeah. and be that, like be, be a person who's connected to it and living from that. It's messy. Mm-hmm. It's messy. And you can't skip the human part no you can't bypass yeah the fact that we we have these bodies and they're inconvenient (laughs) and they do things and you know we have to like start I I think I love how embodied you've become like that's just remarkable right in the feelings and the knowings and maybe it's been there all along but from the time I met you till now I mean I think a lot of it has well I'm curious why you think that you've feel so embodied, but it sounds like your spiritual practice, your yoga, your trauma work, mm-hmm. um, your willingness just to be yourself. Yeah. You're coming into deeper alignment. Am I missing anything? It's your like, dogs. To <laughs> <have> dogs. <laughs> it's
3: like you're alone. Yeah. You dog. yeah, having literally having
2: a dance party with Pixie, maybe that's what's happening. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you for that reflection. Yeah, Yeah, I think the embodiment, it's it just it comes from removing like the excess noise. Mm -hmm. You know, it's removing anybody's Mm -hmm. expectation, even my own expectation, and Mm -hmm. just kind of taking a minute to like like I've really been giving myself space, especially this year. I had some downtime, I knew I had some downtime in between jobs, so it's really like working on my portfolio. Mm And doing this and that but the rest of the time i was like are you worried like like the economy and now it's tax season and this and that yeah. and i was like oh my gosh anytime that we look to like the external world to help guide our internal world like
1: oh, buckle up buttercup like that's a shit show <laughs> you know like i'm not <laughs> I'm comfortable i was just I, just spaciousness and and i guess living would, on your own and
2: i guess you would call it like trusting
1: the universe yeah
2: you know, so I think for the first time so in like my life, you now here I am like 47 years old and really trusting the universe and just knowing that, like, if I'm holding in value with myself, it's not just like making a mood board or you know, writing your gratitude list, yeah. you know, like I hold no. myself accountable, like, because yes. I am stray. I have patterns, I have history but that, <laughs> <That's crazy>. like, <laughs> and the bad girl that wants to take oh, yeah. that. You know, so like, and sometimes it's necessary. necessary. And sometimes it's necessary, but I But holding myself accountable and aligning with my values and when I make the decisions on what I'm doing, like, always coming back, like, is that aligning with where I want to go and with who I truly am? And do you know that
1: as a feeling? A hundred percent. You keep going like this and yeah, I'm like, oh, she I'm, feels it. I actually know it's
2: it's my tongue, you know, like my my whole this whole
1: system here. It's like I that's where I feel like most everything. And do you know when you're not aligned? hundred percent Okay. And yeah. it's a physical feeling.
2: Yes, it used to show up for me a lot as anxiety um taking out a lot of factors that contribute to con- anxiety <laughs> has greatly helped okay um but that's like mostly where it would show up and like I, I would get that from you know sometimes having an interview with somebody who i could just tell like i wasn't the right fit for them or you know um just i worked for somebody for a while and i could tell i wasn't the right fit for them like mm-hmm. it just wasn't a good fit and and mm-hmm. and just knowing that and knowing that i needed to speak that truth mm-hmm. like just became more and more apparent because you know i went through it, trying to ignore things and then just pushing the board and it always comes back well
1: and it's not like you weren't trying i mean you right. had you had your own trauma to work through to be able to actually access yes
2: that. right yeah. yeah
1: so i just want to name that yeah. you know it's we're talking about this deep connection with your body that you had to really work for
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, i mean it's naturally there mm-hmm. but you had to take some pieces off.
2: Yeah. Right? And I had to, to be go.
1: in this place. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I had to
2: go through those experiences. I had to take some of the clients that I normally wouldn't have. I had to go work for some people that, you know, it wasn't the right fit in the long run. But having that experience, those are the teachers. You know, that's right. that's what's helping me understand mm-hmm. what is right for me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. where do I align after all this time of like living
1: outside myself? Mm-hmm. You know, like if there's one teaching and or piece of work that the sacred feminine is really clear on it's our body mm-hmm. like healing our relationship yeah. not being disembodied as women yes. and not being disconnected yeah. it's yeah. there's so much work to do there yeah right yeah a ton it's just i feel like it's a moment by my, my practice like am i here or am i up here or mm-hmm. am i out there mm-hmm. right where's my root like are my feet i mean it's just because just even in a second, even in a safe container, yes. it's like, I'm gone. Right. So it's this practice. I want people to really feel that this is a work. This is a work. In the what you're pointing to, like you do dedicated practice to it. You're organizing your life around it. Yeah. You're making the changes. This is a life.
2: It's a life. It's a life. Yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of lifestyle changes and there's a lot of practices and like my rituals that I keep for myself. That all nourish that.
1: What's like one thing that you don't give up that you would never let go of, no matter what's happening? My yoga practice. Yeah, mine's my, yeah, my, my physical practice. Too. Like 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that an everyday thing? Every yeah. day. Like, say I, 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 I got
2: a Peloton during the pandemic mm-hmm. and I did yeah. my like bike boot camps. I did that this morning, like big weights, you know, and like, so you you got got, like the stuff. well, because I love that. And it's like such a privilege mm-hmm. to be able to move our bodies right now. So, mm-hmm. and I, like, while I can, like, I love feeling strong, like, there's just something yeah. so powerful about that, um, but that still is a physical practice, it's a physical mm-hmm. practice, yeah, but, well, and it's, so many other things, so many other things, uh-huh. but, yeah, I'm really an active person, so, so, you don't let go
1: of, like, the yoga, physical, you always
2: keep that going, always keep that going, I have a lot of energy that I need to move through myself constantly, yeah, and so, like, the more majestic, like peloton type stuff is good. Walking is like mm-hmm. a big thing for me. I walk a lot. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: that's not something mm-hmm. that I'll give up. But the first thing that comes to mind is like my practice. it's mm-hmm. just
1: solid. It's there. It's like brushing your teeth. It's happening. It's happening. Mm-hmm. I, I love I mean. it
2: when people are like, she still do yoga, and I'm like, yoga does me, and uh-huh. that's for like years. It's like I don't have a choice. What <laughs> class name. Yeah, I'm like yoga does me. Uh-huh. There's not a choice, mm-hmm. and it it's changed. You know, my practice change has changed mm-hmm. as my physical body's changed, and you know, stuff I was able to do at one point I'm not able to do now. Mm-hmm. So like. There's this beautiful way that it's growing with me and just humbling and showing me appreciation for being in the present moment, like mm-hmm. some things that I'm able to do today, I may not be able to do later. So having that so true. appreciation in the present moment is so lovely. Getting and into like, agreement with now. Me. It just mm-hmm. pulls you instantly mm-hmm. into being here now.
1: Mm-hmm. So is there anything that we've covered or haven't covered that you wanted to talk about today? you can talk about a little bit more or it feels and you know
3: um, we've covered a lot we've covered
2: a lot we've gone over a lot of things um no I mean I guess just to re- reiterate that like it's never ending it's a never-ending journey right you know
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I think it's really important I think one of the like, a question that you had prompted from a while back was um, like, what as a collective are we kind of in search for? And mm-hmm. I feel like what what comes up for me is that we're all kind of in search of like, what's really important,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, like what's really important.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So I think everything that I'm doing now, design wise, where I want to be in the future, what I'm envisioning, my practice, like what's important for me is being able to do good, authentic, honest work and then having the time to sit and just be in nature beautiful, and just be in this life that is supposed to be so beautiful.
1: I love that.
3: You
2: know,
1: yeah, there's the collective piece and I like the way you're talking about it. We can't make big change if we're not here Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and we're not feeling empowered Mm -hmm. we're not sovereign yeah we can't make the big changes that we need to make in the world and the only place that we can really do it is in our life Mm -hmm. right so it starts with us and then it's in our world and we get to figure out what what that's going to look like and be influenced by the mysteries and influence the mystery so i like that you're claiming i mean the word right size keeps coming to mind as you're talking Mm -hmm. it's like oh you know, you have this beautiful life, you're doing, and, and challenging stuff too, I know, but you're saying, like, I'm going to do this much work, because I want to spend time in the woods. Right, you know, I go to the woods a lot. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you're not, of... but you're not in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I've got it. Yeah, that's what I, I, got I need. And I can claim that I want to be enjoying life. Mm-hmm. tell us about your special place in the woods oh, and gosh. we'll end on that
2: because that's just okay I love that place I have a few but I oh, think okay. the one that you're referring to is the little cabin that's up in Elk mm-hmm. the one that the bathtub mm-hmm. that sits out mm-hmm. facing yeah. redwoods and Fern. Oh, I just want
3: to go there <laughs>
2: it's pretty <laughs> amazing and the hosts are yeah. just lovely human beings and I was just there like three weeks ago so this is your replenishing place Yes. It's great. Oh, it's it's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I love this one because like, I, I love and so appreciate now that I'm a woman that can spend time by herself and mm-hmm. I absolutely okay. adore it. Like I'm off grid. I'm not mm-hmm. on any media and I'm just truly mm-hmm. by myself. Well, I'm not by myself. I never feel lonely in nature. Like I'm mm-hmm. always feel so fulfilled in nature connected. and connected But I, that to me has just become like, it's just, it's this reflection back from the universe Mm -hmm. of like, there you are girl, like you're doing it. Like we see you Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's just become like this Mm -hmm. really juicy, lovely thing. And it just fills every single cell of mine with like peace and calm and love. And you organize this to be a part of your life. Yeah, I put dates on my calendar. When I can go away and be by myself okay. and just, you know, and sometimes it's funny because I say by myself, I read a lot when I'm, when I'm doing this. So I feel like I'm inviting stories in and a narrative. So it's like, I'm by myself, but I'm inviting these <laughs> narratives and stories and ideas and I'm journaling it's this so and this and that, but just being really open. Do puppies go? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. And, and, and there's some beauty in that too, because I've had some really hard stuff come up. When I've gone and done that as well, you know, where it's really uncomfortable, and I'm like, Mm. why the hell am I here for another night? Mm. I want to go home now, you know, Mm. and I'm like, okay, let's sit with that. Like, it's Mm. just this true, true time where I can really sit with
3: Mm. my own
2: discomfort and, like, Mm. and Mm. my own comfort too, which is so beautiful. So
1: amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I'm thinking of a time eight years ago when you told me, like, the only thing that's helping me is going for this, like, height. (laughs) All yeah. <laughs> right. Like you were really kind of just getting, I mean, you grew up by the beach and I always, always had a connection always to nature.
2: I think so. I mean, yeah. I think part of our biggest challenge of, of, of right now is like our disconnection to mm-hmm. nature. I think yeah. nature is like the most honest mm-hmm. offering, mm-hmm. you know. Amen. Of like anything like mm-hmm. you're confused, go sit in nature, go look to nature. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so in tune with it. Like. I love it. I can like sense birds, spot things. Mm-hmm. Like now, I'm just like like mm-hmm. a Disney.
1: When's your next trip? trip?
2: <laughs> When's your next trip? When's my next trip? Um, okay. or getaway. My next getaway, I think it's gonna be in August. Okay. Yeah. And where we go? Probably up north again. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I'm trying to get down at Big Sur is great it's beautiful mm-hmm. and i feel like i always go north but mm-hmm. something is yeah. always pulling me there i don't mm-hmm. know what it is mm-hmm. it's just always pulling me up there is great i've gone yeah.
1: more since we've moved yeah. down here but yeah the north i mean you know used to have a place there i love it yeah it's so good
2: maybe my next adventure is having my own place mm-hmm. in the woods somewhere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. I can see that. Uh huh. Bathtub in the red ones. I mean. A couple design clients. Yeah. Teach some yoga. There you go. Have a beautiful lover on hand. Perfect. We didn't that get it. to
1: get into that topic, but we don't. Need that to. Might... <laughs> We're relying on that one. We're relying on that. Um, okay, so maybe part two will be talking about yeah. um, a journey with love and sex and well, all I would that. love to talk about that stuff. I think it's really important. It
2: is important, mm-hmm. and, I it is important. important. and I think it's like this prime position where I'm ready to like welcome that into my life and like share you know this beautiful experience of life with somebody that mm-hmm. is ready to do the and so all
3: right thank you I love so you. much thank, thank much. you ancient
0: voices spill the secrets That's it for this episode of Magnolia Leadership Podcast. Having you here is such a blessing. As a Magnolia woman, we are leading from our deep aligned power to bring our full bloom to ourselves and our gifts to the world. If you're inspired by this podcast, I invite you to share it with someone or leave a review. Sign up for our newsletter or one of Magnolia Leadership's upcoming in-person, or online offerings at magnolialeadershipco.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, so much love to you.